Shema Yisrael, Yahweh Eloheinu, Yahweh Echad, Uahavatai et Yahweh Elehecha, Vakola Vavaka, Uvakola Nefeshka, Uvakola Miodaka. Uahavaka Lureaka Komuka, Purukota Yahweh Elehinu, Malakala. Asher Natan La Nuez, Kaim Sharetz. I'd like to first welcome to our first edition of our podcast for Kingly Principles. Your host today will be myself, Kohane, David, and Maisha Rivka. We, uh, we attend First Tabernacle Fellowship in Sacramento, California. I believe it's 1211 C Street. So. Good morning, Mishpaka. Good morning. We wanted to uh, first introduce you. Every morning we get up and we go over our Torah portion and we, we uh, do it in different sections. Today we're in the Haftorah, uh, uh, what, are, what are we coming out of? Yashi Yahu, chapter number 49. Okay, so uh, I hope you enjoy this. This is our first time doing this, so bear with us. You don't have to say that. They're going to have to bear whatever. <laughs> we in the scriptures, they're going to have to bear a lot, so you have to say that. Anyway, today we're going to be beginning our Haftarah portion. Now, what a Haftarah portion does is thematically related to the Torah portion that we've read this week. And this in particular Torah portion that we were in the book of Dalvarim, chapters um, 7, verses 12 to 11, chapter 11, verses 25. And that was what they call a Parsha or a Torah portion. Um, some people call it a, a, a Parshiot or a, a parasha, parasha. I don't care what you call it. What it means is a portion, is a section of the Torah that we read on a daily basis, not a weekly basis, on a daily basis. And so within that, after we finish reading the Torah portion, we move into what they call a Haftarah, which is a one of the writings from the prophets. It could be from the writings or it could be from the prophets. So the Torah portion itself comes out of the first five books of our scriptures called what they call the Tanakh the T representing the Torah the N representing the uh, prophets and the K representing the Katavim which is the writings and forgive me the N represents the N for Navayim the Navayims are the prophets the Ketavims is the writings and the Torah itself is the first five books of our Torah scroll. Some may refer to it as the Kumash um, you, from the number five, meaning Kamishi. So we call it the Kumash because it represents five. So um, today we're going to be looking at our Haftarah portion, which is in chapter uh, 49 of the book of Yahshua Yahu. Um, we read yesterday. Yeshua, who is Isaiah, right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so used to speaking in Hebrew that it's hard for me to remember that a lot of our um, listeners may not know who Yahshayahu is. Yahshayahu is known in the English tongue as Isaiah, but his name means the salvation of Yah. Um, that's what his name means. Yasha meaning salvation, and Yah or Yahuwah uh, represents Yah himself. So he's the salvation of Yah. So when this prophet is writing these writings is it was at a certain time or period when Israel 
um, was having some political pressure and they were having some military pressure from outside enemies. And the Most High wanted to send prophets to them to let them know what was going to happen if they didn't turn from their ways. And a lot of the things that they were doing, worshiping gods. So this in particular chapter, which is chapter number 49, um, speaks to what they would call the servant of Yah or servant of Yahweh. In the English is called L-O-R-D. Um, that's not his name. If you look in the Hebrew scriptures, what you're going to find are four words or four consonants called the yod he wah and, and within that, the Yod is the Y and the He is the H and the Va is the Wa, which they would have a W or in the He, another H is the, the Ha. And what it means is he exists. That's what his name means. He exists. Uh, in scripture, it is referred to as the third person masculine singular. So that's a little bit more Hebrew grammar. We'll get into that a little bit later. But as it reads, it's the title of it's the servant of, of Yahweh. It says, listen to me, O coastlands, and give attention, you peoples from afar. Yahweh's called me from the womb, from the body of my mother. He named me. He gave me my name and he made my mouth like a sharp sword in the shadow of his hand he hid me he made me a polished arrow in his quiver he did hide me away and he said to me you are my servant Israel in whom I will be glorified but I said I have labored in vain I have spent my strength for nothing and vanity and yet surely my right is with Yahweh and my recompense is with my Elohim. We're going to start right there. And first of all, the Most High is speaking this to who? The prophet. And the prophet's name is Yahshua Yahu, Yah's salvation. I stopped at verse number... I stopped at verse number four. We finished up with four. So you started at Isaiah. Chapter 49, verse 1 through 4 so far. Okay. So, um, the Hawk River of Eden is found in 49.14. Yeah, but I just want to get, I don't, I don't want to start in the middle of the chapter. I want to get the context. If you don't, if you don't, if you start, this is real talk right now. We, look, we don't, look, we go, we go post this. This is real. We're not talking to be talking to them. We're talking to be talking. And then they just going to have to deal with it. Look, what the Most High is saying is, when you read the scriptures, I don't want you starting in the middle of a book. I don't want you getting half the story. Okay? So we, we have to make sure that we start at the beginning because we want to know the context. Now, let's don't get confused here. They put these, these chapter numbers weren't even in the scriptures. Okay? They weren't there. So what is it telling us? It said we're starting at this in particular portion of scripture. Um, I, I want to do that too because we didn't discuss the Torah portion. We're just talking about the Haftarah. So in talking about the Haftarah, I don't have to isolate it. I can simply go over what the letter of Yahshua Yahuwah is saying. Okay, so what it is, is the Most High is talking to um, Yahshua Yahu, the prophet. Okay, which the prophets are what? 
What are they known as? Bosses? Yeah, what do they what do we call them? Um, what does y'all call them? He calls them Navi. He calls them Navi, but what does he say about them besides them? Those are my prophets. What does he call them? They're my servants. They're my servants. Okay? You better hear what I'm about to tell you. McKenna, are you elevated on it? Listen. The Most High calls the prophets his servants because we're his servant. And the message that he's telling his servant, he's saying it at that particular time, what I want to do for you. So he's talking to Yasha Yahu as if Yasha Yahu is Israel. Do you get that? Have you ever heard that before? You never heard that, have you? Because it's an ascension level. Okay. The Most High is talking to Israel. He, when he's talking to, uh, to Yahshua Yahu, he's talking to Israel. That's why he sent his servant to his servant to tell the servant that this is what you need to do. So when Yahshua Yahu is writing this, okay, he's writing it in it what? In third person. He's telling the story. Okay. So that's why he said that. Okay. So we stopped at verse number four. Okay. Verse number five says, and now Yahweh says, he who formed me from the womb to be his servant, to bring Jacob back to him, and Israel might be gathered to him. For I am honored in the eyes of Yahweh, and my Elohim has become my strength. Okay? So before we go any further, we want to break this down. Okay? So the first thing you do is you want to look and say, okay, number one, who's talking? Okay? Yahweh's talking. Okay, what did, and what did, what did Yahweh, what's the first verb that Yahweh, that it says that Yahweh did? What's the first thing, action that he did? In those words right there, he formed me from the womb to be his servant. What did he do? He formed him, okay? So it's formed, F-O-R-M-E-D. That says that it's in its what? What tense is it in? Is it it's in the present past? So it's identifying it as being in the past tense, correct? Well, guess what we're going to do like we did yesterday? We're going to read the Hebrew in it, and we're going to see whether or not the Hebrew says the same thing. Because we're going to go line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. Here a little, there a little, okay? Rightly dividing, right? So it says, and and now, meaning va means an and ata. And you, right now at this time, he says... Yahweh, Amar, Amar Yahweh, Yotzri. Yotzri means to form, but it's in a it's in a form that is not in its original infinite, meaning that in Hebrew the words come either all the words, all the what they call sh sh uh, roots are called shoresh. And roots are called shoresh, but if it's more than one, it's called shoreshems. So in the Hebrew language, we know that this in particular um, word here, they have they have one, two, three, four. They have four letters. They have a yod, a zah, a resh, and a, and, a, and a yod again on the end. That means that we have to find out what's the shoresh here. The shoresh on this in particular um, form is called yatsar. Yatsar means to, to form, to fashion. And so it has a yod on the end, so to the fashioning, okay? So what it means is, in this in particular uh, text here, it also has a, a O over the top of a yod. So if you if you have Hebrew scriptures in front of you, in verse number five in Isaiah 49, you'll see that that yod has a, a kolam over, a little dot over it. 
And what that dot represents in Hebrew grammar is something that's not completed and something that's uh, is not finished. It's not completed and it's not incomplete. It's in a process of going from being. All right, so we're in verse number five. So now Yahweh says, uh, he formed me in the womb to be his servant, to bring uh, Yaakov back to him. Can you start right there? So it's so so far what we've read. It sounds as if the Most High is going to ask somebody to bring somebody back to him, right? That's what it reads. Is, is that what you see? Yeah. I see. And now the Elohim or Yahweh says, "He who formed me, formed, meaning it's already been done from the English perspective, from the womb to be a servant." Let's just stop right there. We'll just take a little piece at a time, line by line. So in verse 5, there's a couple of words in the Hebrew that uh, introduce you to, you know, and now and, and tells you who the subject is of the of the of the um, of the verb, which in this case is gonna be um, Yahweh, and the object of him doing is is his servant, which were the object of the of the verb. So the word that I want to deal with is the word formed in English. They have it there as in as if it's in the past tense, like it's done, it's already done. And that can kind of lead one to believe that Israel has already been born in a sense. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Let me first begin by saying that the over this yod in Hebrew, vowels give the, um, you know, the vowels give the, the verb, the type of action it's going to, it's going to do, whether it's going to say it's something that's already been completed or something's incomplete, but there's a, a, a place that's within it that it deals with something in the process of being done. So here in verse number five, it says that Yahweh had formed me like I'm, he's already done. Well, the Hebrew doesn't say it's already done. He said it's in the process of forming. You know what I'm saying, Deanna? Like if it was finished, then it would be in the Hebrew. It would, it would be conjugated as it being finished. And without going too deep into a Hebrew lesson, that's basically what it's saying. So if we read this properly in the Hebrew, it says the Elohim of me now, he says, and who is the Elohim? Yahweh. So the person who's talking is Yahshiahu as we as speaking. Okay. But Yahshiahu is saying, remember, he's Yahweh's servant. He's saying Yahweh have, is in the, in the process of forming me from the womb to be his servant. He has informed me. I'm not finished being formed. Because I'm not complete because the way that it's spelled in the Hebrew and is conjugated lets you know that the, the, the uh, forming of him is not complete. It's not done. So to him, it's not done. It's not finished right now. And, and then it says to him to bring back Yaakov and Israel. Okay. So what does it mean to bring back? That means that it's not done. It's not done yet. 
to him because we haven't been brought back to him. We haven't been completely. And see, by them saying that it was done, that we're formed, they're saying that it's done, it's complete. And then when you have the idea of being brought back to the Most High, then we take on the story of someone coming and say that they brought us back to Yah. You know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about JC. So the idea that, that we're his servant and that we're being, and that we're formed, that we're completed is incorrect. In the Hebrew, it reads that you're not done. He's forming, it's, it's not finished. He's forming me from the womb to be a servant to him and to bring me back to him and Israel and shall be gathered. That's it was is the action of is the action of Yahweh that's do, that's number one that's forming the servant is the action of Yahweh that's bringing Yaakov back to him in, in Israel and it's and it's the action of the one who who's going to do the gathering. You see that? So Yah's the one doing all the action. Okay. Um, can I just bring this up real quick? Yeah. We're using um, for those people who are, don't know what we're using here, so that you can see the Hebrew and you can see the the English. We're using the Bible Hub. If you have that on your um, the BibleHub.com, and if you go and you go to Isaiah, you can click on it and bring up the Hebrew words for it. So. Go down to chapter five where David is talking. David is speaking, and it says, uh, just so you can see the Hebrew word. Hey, can you uh, just spell the word? I'm looking for what you're looking for. It's in verse five. The spelling is a yod. So yud, zadi, resh, and a yod, and they got it in there. basically just three letters okay and inside that root okay um, it means that it, it's complete the action is already complete it's infinitive it's, it's done okay no one has to do anything to it the word by itself is done it's already complete but when you when you when you have to translate it it will be translated as always no matter if it's male or female he okay um, he has whatever the whatever the verb is so if the verb is cut it would be he cut okay okay if it's if, if it was if it was not if, if you add anything on the front of it besides you know it would mean he will okay so one is uh, one is complete completed action and the other one is incomplete action okay and that's where we're having problems because people are not they don't understand that number one if you're reading your enemy's uh, writings 
Now the scriptures are not his writings, but what he did is he he added what they call Christology to the book. And what he did is he he um they they introduced capital letters. There's no capitals in the book in in, in the Hebrew writings. They introduce um, punctuations, um, which are periods and commas and semicolons and exclamation marks. They've they've included all these little markings that you and I just take and think they're regular marks. Okay, you understand what I'm saying? So what they've really done, if you really want to know the truth, is they've added to the Most High's words because they're adding thought and they're 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 breaking up the thought. By changing the tense of the yeah, they're changing the of words, right? changing the tense of words, right? That can seen in a whole nother direction. So when I look at it, um, let me see, let me find that word for you. Okay, there it is. It's, uh, it's not the actual verb is called Yatsar. That's just the, the yo, the zadi, and the resh. Yatsar. And Yatsar means what, McKenna? What does it mean? Yatsar. Uh, remember our cards that we do? It means to form. So, in this in particular um, passage of scripture, we notice that it has an O over the top of the Yod, so it's not called Yatsar now. Now it's called Yotsar. Okay? Or Yotsari, I'm sorry, excuse me. Yotsari. It's not called Yatsar no more, it's called Yotsari. And because it's Yotsari, and it has a it has a yod or uh, a kolam over the top of that yod. That kolam is telling you that this verb right now it has a participle in it, meaning it's a, in a participle in the Hebrew language. It says that it's an ing, and an ing means instead of him uh, he cut, like I said from yatsar. Uh, what's it called? He, he cut. It wouldn't be you cut. He cut. It would be he is cutting. Okay. So right now that. That vowel over the top of the yod right there tells you that this particular word is not formed. It's not perfect. It hasn't been completed. It hasn't been completed. You guys understand what I'm saying? So that changes the 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 structure of the uh, of the of the the message that the Most High was trying to convey. Okay. And so we read it like he's already formed the servant, right? So when they give you the story about JC, which they call the Christ, they tell you that he was formed. You see, so Israel's not fully Israel's not fully formed yet, according to this passage. He says he's forming me, okay, from the womb to be his servant, okay, okay, and then it says, and to bring back and to and who's doing who's doing all this forming and bringing back? Yah is, but if you read it in English, it's making you think that someone else is bringing someone back to the Most High, and that's not true. The Most High is bringing Israel back to himself, okay? Um, verse six says what? Um, verse six, he says, he has said, it is not, oh, by the way, I'm reading out of the complete Jewish uh, Bible. It's the complete Jewish Bible. <laughs> he said, he has said, it is not enough that you are merely my servant to, uh, to raise up the tribes of Yaakov and to restore offspring, the offspring of Israel. I will also make you a light to the nations so my uh, salvation can spread to the ends of the earth. See, and again, it sounds like 
the narrative that's over in the New Testament. That this person is who, who he formed to be his servant. Because remember, he comes over and said he's a servant. He says, I will also make you. And, uh, he said, I'm going to make you a light. Not him. No. Not, he's not but talking it, to, but if, but they, write, they wrote it like they're trying to say it's a person like JC is saying, like he's going to be the light. Right. But, but if, you, if right. you think about it, all this is hinged, their whole doctrine is hinged on who the servant is. I hope wow. you know that. Yeah, See, that's, that's, remember the prophets are his servants. Right. Moses, he would say about Moshe. He's a servant. It's his servant. Have you considered my servant Job? Job. Right. So the Most High tells you who, so when you think about the servant, right, you're not even thinking about Israel. Right. You're thinking about everybody else. Yeah. And the Most High is using his servants to tell the servant, the servant of Yahweh, this is what I want to form in you. This is what I want to do with you. In the world. In the, you understand yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and spread this message to the world. So it sounds like he says, it's a, it, I'll interpret it for you from the Hebrew. He says, it's, 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 a, it's very easy for me to do what I'm about to do. <laughs> it's very, it's nothing. It's a light thing for me to do. He says, it, it's nothing. His light is, it, look, for me to, and look, it's, it's nothing for you to be a servant to me, to raise you up. I don't have a problem raising up you and the tribes of Yah, the ones who have been preserved, and to bring you back, and I will make you a light, okay? You're going to be to the nations a light, um, and you're going to uh, be the salvation of me <laughs> to the ends of the earth. So what does it mean? So now... <laughs> Now we're talking about Israel is who's, who's what is the salvation of who? Of the, world. of the whole entire earth. Do you understand? It goes back again to say, who's the servant? Israel's a servant. Israel's not Israel. Remember he said it. I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a, we're the suffering. We're the suffering servant. Okay. Israel meaning Yaakov meaning um, the so-called African. Okay. Women. Remember. Do you remember what the happened? The Negroes of the United States, uh, the Caribbean, everywhere there's the transatlantic slaves. Go back to what his mother said. And what's his mother's name, by the way? Who? Jacob's mother. Um, no. Oh, no. Wow, that's terrible for you to do that on the podcast. Oh, no. Uh, is it? <laughs> oh, who's, who's, who's mother? Jacob and Esau's mama is Rivka. Oh, Rivka. Yeah. Wow. Rivka. <laughs> Listen, Rivka, remember what she said when she got pregnant with both of them? Yeah. What did she say? She said, there's, there's trouble in my stomach. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's what? There's, there's rumbling. There's rumbling. There's trouble. There's, there's something going on inside me. What's going on? It's a battle between two, two nations. nations. Okay. So we see that the war has already started, right? Now, guess what? Let me ask you something. Why do you think Yah introduced that to us? Well, because he's giving us a picture of why these two nations are constantly going to be fighting just like we are today. And he's giving I mean, you... I mean, you can see it on uh, you can see it on the news right now. But let me, let me give it to you this way, too. The reason why the Most High tells us that story is because he's telling you, just like he's using the language right here, that I am forming you. Right. So nation. guess what? Right now, we're being... We're be, and we're having trouble. Look. You go. We're having trouble right now. Okay, so we're in a wound of our mother, right? Listen to what I'm about to tell you. 
We're in the wound of our mother fighting our brother. Right. And our brother's fighting us. Right. And we're fighting for a what position? Who's going to be first? Who's going to get be the first? inheritance? No, who's going to be first? Right, who's going to be first? Well, I, like, first. I, like, no, I like what you just said. No. Because you said for the inheritance. Because right. guess what goes with that? Being the firstborn. The firstborn? Yes. What goes with it? You the said land. the land, the inheritance. Okay, you get a double portion. Now check this out. Let's just do the math. The most high, remember they're called twins, right? What was Yaakov doing? He was fighting in the womb with his brother. And at the end, guess what? And at the end of the fight, where was the hand of Yaakov? On the heel of who? His brother. So the most high says, you and I, listen, at the end of the day, remember the twins split. They were, they were usually came out to be one seed that was split. He was holding on to his brother's heel. And what entitled him, listen to what I'm telling you, when entitled Yaakov to receive that right as a firstborn without it being any contention is because he was holding on to Esau. You see what I'm saying? So, there was all so when he came out, when he came out of the womb, no, listen to what I'm telling you. When he came out, out of the womb, he was holding on to the ankle of his brother, the heel of him. They came out, listen, at the same time. So automatically you, you and I would think, well, oh, well, uh, Esau was the first because he came out. But guess what? His brother did something to him. There was doubt, there was a question put on that birth because he was able to hold on to his heel and he came out at the same time. So Jacob is being formed in the womb right now because he's about to get into some trouble. He's in trouble right now, in the womb. Where's the womb for us? In the earth. Yeah, but it's in the earth. I'm, I'm thinking globally, okay? Because Israel spread where? All, all over, okay? So we're in a wound of the earth and we're being brought and it says that we're having, she's going to have, she's going to have trouble and she's, she's a, 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 a earth that's in pain. So what we should expect, maybe I'm off, I don't know, maybe you could tell me, we should, we should expect that there should be some type of um, disturbance in the land, in, in the earth, like earthquakes well, and there know, should be a whole bunch of different stuff if we're coming closer to that. What's going on in, in the news right now? With
the trumpet saying that him being the king of Israel and and all this uh, that's going on in uh, in the news, everybody's mindset, and, uh, especially because this happened after the 400 years. So these people, this is this is like reading the news for us to read out of Isaiah, because it's, it's like it's going to come to pass at any moment. You, and know, it, you can, it, can't hear it. What I got from even just those two verses there is just saying that the process we're in a we're in a process. We're in a birthing process. We're in a birthing process. Right we're now, yeah, right, right now, and we're all and listen. Yeah. I believe we're on, almost we're at the end. Yeah, we're we're being, we're we're being formed as a nation. Yeah, any black right. person out here, anybody that's a descendant of a slave that can't hear because of the 400 years and what Trump is saying, who you are, you're kind of deaf. You're deaf and you're blind. And you, what is it? You're deaf, blind, and, and, and stupid? Well, I don't understand. Well, once you call them like Yah said, Yah said that my people perish for the lack of knowledge. But he also said in Jeremiah that his people, is they are stupid. He says, I mean, guys, how could you not see? You guys it? are stupid. And he says, what? Well, you know the thing that he says that was pretty funny to me? He says, my people, their wits are dulled because all they deal with is old whores and old wine. Wow. Yeah. Pretty powerful. Right. Huh? He says, my people lose their wits because of the process. So whore, what happened to you could like today? Facebook, uh, Instagram, all the, the, the drama, the reality television. They're dull in their head because of the thing. Adults are your They're wits. not reading the script. They're not reading your Torah. If you don't know who you are by now, it's crazy. Man. Yeah. Um, verse seven. Verse seven says. Um, Here is what Yahweh, the Redeemer of Israel, the Holy One, says to the uh, uh, to the one despised, whom the nations detest. Okay, but don't read it too fast. Okay. Because okay? Yahweh, the Redeemer of Israel, the Holy One of Israel. Right. So that's telling us again that there's only one Elohim. Um, and by the way, the word redeemer here is not um, is is not in uh, capitalization. Okay, it's just it's a process. Okay, and, and and the thing is, and how do we know that it's redeeming? Ing that they're not redeemed yet. They're not finished. And guess what the guess what the, guess what the redeeming is? I got news for you, folks. Is the delivery, right. and guess what the de- and, guess, and guess what the delivery is? The right? delivery is out of the wound. Okay, the delivery is the Most High says, "Have I not brought? Have I not conceived and yet brought forth? And yet I won't let it be brought forth." Mm-hmm. Right to the wound. He's brought. So really, literally, Jacob's head. Mm-hmm. Listen, he's about to be born. But here's the cold part. You know how they say in Christianity, "You should be born again." Mm-hmm. Well, when you're Israel, you're going to be born again. But guess what? When this time we come out of the womb. We're coming out of the womb first. Right. We're the first. You get it? Yeah. Going to the story of the pregnancy. We're the firstborn. Then we listen. Then we'll have, look, then we'll have all rights. You get where I'm coming from? I mean, think of the magnitude of, the, of that. But anyway, the word goel here, that's what means redeemer. You can look it up in Hebrew. It's just a, a gimel, an aleph, and a lamed. They have another little kol- kolam over it. And guess what that means? It means it's part, it's a ing, meaning it's not finished. It's not complete, and it's, it's happening right now. So this is actively happening for Israel, the Holy One, the Kodoshot, His Holy One, not just the Holy, not the Holy One, but His Holy One. So it's it's a, a possessive pronoun, right? His, whose, Israel's Holy One. This is Yahweh. Is there is no other Holy One? So for anybody to transfer the holiness to from Yahweh to anyone else. And say that this is the Holy One? That's insane. That's absurd. He says, 
remember folks there's no commas and periods or no none of that no quotations the sentence then says to so this is a preposition he says to the soul to the nefesh of abhorring nation to the soul okay to the soul mine says here is what Yahweh the Redeemer of Israel his holy one says to uh, to the one despised uh -huh. whom the nations detest yes okay to the servant of uh, tyrant guess what stop I like what you said keyword despised okay lives oath in Hebrew means to despise so this servant is one who's despised this servant is one who people abhor detest. and they detest and they servant abhor him and abhor means that it's filthy to them when they look at us they go ugh right. and you know how I go out there they be looking at us going ugh right. you know yeah like right? the guy on the show the podcast this morning the Caucasian man had the, uh, the little baby the little girl she was um, uh, a Caucasian girl she had the, a black doll and the man looked at her with you know disdain and, and disgust and she got the message yeah was like, the example you're saying is that the man the daughter had a baby in her hand and when the she doll. showed that black doll when the, the little girl showed her father the doll he, showed, he had a, he had a look on his face that told her that that was disgusting right no he and he did it on purpose so she would know right yeah. so racism don't have to be taught by anybody saying anything it's how you respond and how you be acting right and that's how they do us like when we get on the elevator Mm -hmm. You know, and they move to yeah, the other side. Yeah, they move to the side. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> All right, so then it says that Yahweh says this. He says, I'm the one, I'm the Holy One. I'm the Redeeming One of Israel. The one, and he says, my servant, the one who, who is despised and who's, who's abhorrent to the nations. Okay, because, and why? Because they've been all over the nations. And he said that to the servant, the one, to the one who's being ruled <laughs> by kings, Okay, they shall arise. Okay, here's that's what's interesting. They're being looked at, they're being ruled by kings. And here's that's what Yahweh says I'm your only king. Israel's being controlled by other kings right now. I never really tripped off that. Yeah, well, who's, who just named himself our king? Well, you got Donald J. Trump. Yeah, he just he said his, he that just he said, said they, they said he's the king of Israel, of Israel. Yeah. and then guess what that was a message he said Israel not yeah. Israel no he didn't say Israel, Israel but guess what people think and, but guess what I think it was I think it was spiritual Yeah. I, I think when he said the king of Israel guess what I think in some respects right now is true he is because I mean, yeah. he is he is the king of Israel right now he's we're being ruled over by this king right mm -hmm. So the Most High says, I'm going to take... It's like Pharaoh. Yeah, the, the, the soul of the servant that's, 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 that's being mistreated around the nations, the kings are going to raise up. The kings, they're going to, they're going to see, they're going to see and they shall rise. Their princes and they shall bow down. And guess what, folks? Princes, <laughs> when the kings see you, they will stand up mm -hmm. and princes... Uh, princes Two will prostrate themselves because of Yahweh, who is faithful, the Holy One of Israel, who has chosen you. Is that is that done or not done? Um, it 
it's been it's not it's, done it's, it's going to be done but I was going to re- uh, mention the fact that uh, Donald uh, 45 says said he's a chosen one chosen one he said that yesterday yeah but he was talking about uh, no he's letting he see, I know he did a Nebuchadnezzar movie right yeah he, see, he looked <laughs> he up and he spoke in the sky and the most high said you know I heard what you said right yeah you know, you it's said, I'm, I'm, I'm the chosen one. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited, to be honest with you. All right, so he says, and Yahweh's done this because Yahweh, who is faithful, has been, he's the faithful one, okay? So he's going to do what he said he's going to do. Number one, he's going to, he's forming you. He promises to bring the nation out. He promises to have kings, when they see you, to rise up and their princes to fall down and worship and bow down. Because when they find out who we are, um, they're going to be tripping. So, but it says the Holy One of Israel, he says, and this is the interesting part that you just mentioned. It says, Yahweh, Asher Na'etah, meaning the one who is faithful, the faithful one, the Holy One of Israel, okay, who has chosen you. <laughs> I think you better hear what I just said, right? He chose us. But the Greek, they call it, is call it, they call it the Greek New Testament, or they call it the Greeks. Let's call it what it is. Oh boy, let's do that now. The, the Greek scriptures. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. The Greek scriptures versus the Hebrew scriptures. No, let's 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 keep it the way it is. Is it right or wrong? And what I'm saying? No. Yah chose us. He didn't choose uh, this other servant that the Greeks told you that he chose. <laughs> you don't want me to go off today, do you? He says, I've answered you in the day of salvation. I helped you and I will keep you and I will give you a covenant to people to establish a land to apportion heritages that are being desolate. Wow. What does that mean to you, or what is that saying? Mine says, um, here is what Yahweh says. At the time when I when I choose, I will answer you. On the day of mm-hmm. salvation, I will help you. I will I have preserved you and have uh, appointed you to be the covenant of uh, for a, a people to restore the land and uh, distribute distribute again its ruined its ruined inheritance to their owners guess what before you go any further and when it says he answered is that guess what it says here it says he did answer right he gave a response and the response here in hebrew says that it is answered okay so the most high tells you the beginning i mean tells you the end from the beginning he's letting us know that what i've already promised you it's already done I've already answered you. I don't have to wait to do this. You know what I'm saying? That's the self-existing one doesn't have to wait to a certain date to be able to take action. The action has already been done. Okay. But the process, but there's still a process though that we, that I think we're missing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're already in the process because we are already a product of the process. I wouldn't be sitting here in California. Right. We wouldn't be sitting here talking about Torah. We wouldn't be sitting here in on this side of the earth 
if, if the process wasn't already in process, because Yahweh is certainly going to do what he says he's still going to do because we're already here. You know what I'm saying? So we're... I'm, I'm, I'm waking up in 2015, 14, to know that we're the people. And then you turn around and, and say, to say that it's not certain, it's like saying, like the scriptures say, the sun's not going to um, rise in the morning. And it's like every time I think about it and I start doubting the fact that he's coming and he's going to reset, establish his kingdom. And the process has already started and it already started with me. Yeah, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a pro, it's, it is, but guess and what? It starts with thousands of thousands of people but like you and the, the nation. Uh, look, it's okay, so we got an individual, then you right. got the nation, right? So you got the individual, you got the family, and then you got the nation, right? right? You got the tribe, That's right? how it starts. And then, and then we have the goal. Family, the, yeah. Mishpaka, yeah, you know. The family, um, and then clan, expands, clan. Yeah, nation. expands. Right. So what it is, is, is the, of him answering. So the, this is a good point to, to note. All because you're in, you're processing, okay? And you're going through the motions or right. going through the actions does not mean in Yah's mind that it's not finished. Right. Okay. You understand what I'm saying? We have to we have to really look at that. The most high he says, I've answered you. I've already answered you. So before they're even fully born, the most high has an answer for Israel. And he's letting them know right here that guess what? I'm I'm it's not a big deal for me. I'm gonna bring you forth. I'm gonna do this. And that bringing forth is bringing us out of the um out of the nations. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. He spread us to the nations because of our transgressions. And we wanted to be like the nations. You remember he said you want to be like the nations? And that's why, and that was in your heart. What he's done is he's put us in the nations and, and he turned around and disciplined us to make sure that we understood that we didn't want to be part of the nations anymore. So the listen, the ones who are getting out of here are the ones who don't want to be here. The ones who want to stay in Egypt are the ones who are going to stay in Egypt. He answered us. Well, yeah, that's a whole nother, whole nother topic. Okay. Verse eight. Now we're getting to the restoration. Oh, mine says eight. I'm sorry. To say, to say, to say to the prisoner, come out to those in darkness, show yourselves. Where are you at? Different. I remember yeah, but why'd you skip over eight? Thus said, no, I didn't. Um, but, um, here is what Yahweh says: At the time when I choose, my bad. I will you answer did. You did read. No, you know what happened? <laughs> I read it in my mind in Hebrew, and then I for, I forgot. I didn't. I didn't read it in English. Okay. In my mind. At the time when I choose, I will answer you. On the day of salvation, I will help you. I have preserved you and have appointed you uh, to be the covenant for a people. A and nine. Do you see? Do you see that when you say the come out, you got the to the prisoner. He introduces the prisoners as being in this wound is like being in jail. Right. So like being here in the United States of America, right. and mean? being here has been like I've been in jail. He tells right. me to not only the baby to come out. Because guess what? He like that's poetry. Right. He likens you to be informed in a wound and bringing you out, out of your mother's womb. And now then he tells you out of the earth, okay, Mother Earth, okay? Then he tells you come on and now then he tells you that you're in prison. Well, 
right? You need a clue because if you just think you're coming out of your mother's womb, you think it's it's nice and comfortable and you know in there, right? A lot of fluids and protection. But you come out here, there ain't no protection in the in the, United, in the nations where we're at right now. That's what he's saying. You're 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 in prison. Come out. To restore the land and distribute again its ruins inheritance to uh, to their owners. To Gee. say to the prisoner, come out. Did you hear the Torah in that? Yes. What, what's the Torah on that? Uh, we go back. It's like a jubilee. We'll go yeah. back and they'll give us our, our land that we were originally supposed to have. Exactly. So anything that we between the twelve tribes. So the thing. So to say that the prisoner come out uh, to those in darkness, show yourself. So this is like. For me, it says, like I said, to be around watching the news and looking at the 400 years and stuff, for people to not know that we're the people, and it's like saying, come out. You know, your mind, it's like popping that lock on your brain. Well, I can't do it. You know? Yeah, but you, that's the mistake. No, I meant like what you're seeing, what they're seeing. I'm just saying that, that, that that's what the Ruach is doing right now. It's like telling people to come out because if you see this on the on the social media and you're hearing it on the news, you're hearing it from National Geographic, you're hearing it from the New York Post, something has to click in your mind and say, you know what, I, it's like it should be releasing you. And this is like show yourselves from the darkness. It's like we've been in the shadows. We, they don't know. It's like the rest of the world doesn't know that who we are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it says, uh, to say to the prisoners, come out, and to say to those in darkness, show yourselves. They feed along the paths, and all the high hills will be their pastures, and they will be neither hungry nor thirsty nor scrouching a, a scrouching wind near the sun will strike them. For he who has mercy on them will lead them and guide them to the springs of water. I will, I will turn all my mountains uh, into roads, and my highways, uh, my highways will be raised up. They will come, some from far away, some from the north, and some from the west, and some from the land of Sinai. So, Has that happened yet? No, that hasn't happened. So it's like the mountains, it's like the nations. He's saying he's going to flatten everything out so we can walk home. We're going to come from all over. He's going to bring us out. Sing heaven, rejoice earth, break out in song, your mountain, you mountains, for Yahweh is comforting his people. Having mercy on mercy on his own who have who have, who have suffered. Mine says been afflicted yeah. on his afflicted. Mm-hmm. And who's afflicted? I mean that word right there is associated with Bereshit 15, Genesis 15, 13. It talks about the promise that the Most High covenant He made with our Father Abraham and told him that your descendants are going to go into slavery for 400 years and they are going to be afflicted. Time is up. But Zion said, Yahweh has forsaken me. So I'm going to just say this. This is the beginning of our Torah portion 49, 14, uh, through 51, uh, 3. Connecting it with Dabarim 7 to 11, right? 7 11. Um, but it said, Zion said, Yahweh has forsaken me, and my master has forgotten. 
It says, can a woman forget her nursing child? She should have no compassion on the son of her womb. Okay. Um, even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. Behold, I have engraven you on the palms of my hands, and your walls are continually before me. Your builders make haste. Your destroyers and those who laid you waste or laid you waste go out from you. Lift up your eyes around and see. They are all gathered. They, they come to you. As I live, declares Yahweh, you shall put them on as an ornament, and you shall bind them on as a bride does. Surely your waste in your desolate places and your devastated land, surely now you will be too narrow for your inhabitants. The Most High is having a conversation with Zion. Zion is not just any place. It's the place where the Most High has placed his name to be there. And the inhabitants that he's talking about are the children that are born of the Most High that he considers to be his jewels. He says, you know, in the book of Malachi, he says, those who fear my name and, you know, spoke on my name and feared my name. I, I wrote their names down in the book of remembrance. And that day that I make my jewelry, I'm going to, I'm going to make them as a my jewelry, right? Mm -hmm. So what Yah wants to do is he wants to adorn his city with us, his people who are jewels. That's what he's talking about. Who follow the Torah. Who follow the Torah. Right. Okay. So he says, Shabbat, I mean, yeah, well, I don't know how be a wonderful I, I don't know so how you won't be any murder, there won't be any lying. I don't know how you think you're going to go back to the land and you don't keep the Shabbat or have an or, idol and you profane. Now, listen, let's be clear keeping the Shabbat is one thing, right? But the word, the word keep not doesn't mean that you um you keep it by just saying I acknowledge it and you go about doing your own thing. Isaiah 58 13 tells you that you shouldn't do that. You can read that as Isaiah 58. Or, and understand too that he said I gave you the Shabbat as a sign. It's a sign um, between me and my people that I'm the one who delivered you out of Mitzrayim. And you can look that up, in, and that's in, um, I think it's in Shemot 31 and 13. Yeah, it is in Exodus 31 13. So, as you stated, when you go back to this land, go back to Zion, we're going to keep the festivals, we're going to keep the Rosh Kodesh, that's in chapter number 66 of Isaiah Yeshua and you'll see that the festivals are going to be popping Zechariah 14 tells you there's going to be a festival called Sukkot every festival that nobody wants to keep is the festivals that are going to be kept in the land <laughs> well we're not in the land well you can have the attitude of, of worship and celebration you don't have to be in the land to do that because if you needed to be that then you need to be in the land to pray you say no turn to this place where your name is well you know Shalomo says for wherever you are you just turn to the east or turn their face towards this place and pray towards the most high. So, you know, it's just the attitude that I think that people are having about doing what he says is it's, it's not going to be that. When you get back to the land, it's not going to be that. We're going to do what he says. We're going to be the jewels. I'm sorry for cutting you off, but look, um, you're not going to be desolate. And now you will not, you'll be too narrow for your inhabitants because of all the people that he's going to bring. He says, and those who swallow you up will be far away. So he's getting rid of everybody who's ever brought havoc on Israel. The children of your bereavement will yet say to, in your ears, whose children? Her children. Okay. They'll say in, her, in, her, in your ears, the place is too narrow for me. 
make room for me to dwell in. Then you will say in your heart, who has who born these? Like, ask, where do these people, where do these kids come from? I was bereaved and barren, exiled and put away. What does that mean? It means that our land, where it's at and where it stands right now, is exiled. It's barren. It hasn't been producing any fruit. It hasn't been producing nothing because we violated the Shabbats. And violating that, like I said, is buying and selling. Let's be clear. Um, doing work. You know, the Shabbat is, a, is not just, it's not even called the seventh day. It's on the seventh day. But it's called, um, uh, it's, it's a time of ceasing. That's what Shabbat means. It means to cease. It's the day of ceasing. Okay, it's not a day of just the seventh day. It's a day of ceasing. Ceasing from what? Cease from your work, cease from the, your activities, and worship the, the Most High. So, these children that are being brought back, she said, "Who brought these? I'm exiled. I was put away, but you, who brought these up? Who raised these kids for me? Behold, I was left alone. From for where are these come? Because I didn't bring them. They weren't here. Then, then guess what Yahweh says? Thus saith Yahweh, the Elohim: Behold, I will lift up my hand to the nations." And I will raise my signal to the peoples and they shall bring your sons in their arms and the daughters shall be carried on their shoulders. Kings shall be their foster fathers and their queens, their nursing mothers. And with their faces to the ground, they shall bow down to you, bow down to who? In Jerusalem and lift the dust of, off of your feet. They're going to lick the dust. They're going to be so happy to even touch the dirt that's going to be in Jerusalem that they go. They go take the sandal off and bring it home, <laughs> and you know, archive it, right? He says, "Then you will know that I am Yahweh. Those who wait for me, what? Well, what shall not be put to shame? Being put to shame means to be de made, to be made desolate. So if you're not waiting on Yahweh, right? And what does it mean to wait on Him? Talk to me." Keep all his appointments. You gotta, you gotta, yeah. Moa dams. You gotta show up. Yeah, like um, the angels, uh, the, the Malachim, they, they have appointed times. Like when in Job, I just thought that was fascinating. Job and uh, in Hashatan, when Yahweh uh, had a, a meeting, he said he was meeting with the sons of Elohim. He had a Moa dim. So that was a Moa dim. Yeah. And that's where Yahweh was talking to them. So if he's meeting with them. It's gonna be the same I thing. I mean, come us. on, think about it. If he's meeting with them, they have times where they have to meet with the Most High. What's wrong with meeting with y'all on this? And guess what? The number one Moadim is the Shabbat. Right. So that's how we wait on him. That's how we wait on him. We go and we're supposed to be in our... If we want to hear from y'all, we need to be at our appointed times, period. Period. Well, let's finish up. It says that um, he's going to bring daughters. He says, King shall be your foster fathers and your queens, your nursing mothers. That means they're going to adopt us <laughs> in a sense that, you know, how a father takes care of kids where you're going to have nations. They're going to take care of us because they know who we are. Because they know who we are. And they figure if they don't do it, <laughs> there's going to be a huge but problem. It's already started. Yeah, it's already started. You know that? Oh, yeah. We got people in our congregation that I know take care of our congregation because of who we are. Yeah. And guess and what? We have benefactors. And they got the fear of Yahweh in them. Right. No, seriously. And there's going to be people that are going to be helping us leave this place, I believe, if, if, if it's not I something. I don't know. No. I believe people are going to help us, though. No. How I, are we going to leave with no, great possession? No, I believe what he says about 
I'm gonna get them to come and bring you and this kind of thing, right? Right. And how are we gonna so, they're gonna give us great So this is my understanding though. This is really what I figured out. I truly believe, and this is just me, you know, you don't have to believe what I believe. You can believe whatever you like. Um, but if you if you really look at it, the most high says, I'm coming to visit the earth. Right. I'm coming to visit. Okay. And he says, I'm coming with great wrath and fury. And, I, and it makes sense because of what's going on. He visited the earth and he visited Mizraim when we were in bondage, right? I believe that because he, he keeps talking about, well, they're never going to mention it.